Hello Royals, happy Monday and welcome back to St. History. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. There are no announcements for today, so let's get into the history. Now today's event sometimes shocks me because I'm always so surprised that it even happened in the first place. On this day in 1919, Prohibition was ratified by the states. Officially passed by the 18th Amendment, it lasted until 1933 when it was repealed by the 21st Amendment. Prohibition marked one of the most fascinating and profound points in U.S. history. It influenced the next decade and a half of history and led to the rise of organized crime. So, let's get right into it. For context, the Prohibition Amendment did not happen overnight. Instead, it was the culmination of years of influence of the Prohibition Movement. The genesis for this thinking can be found in the Protestant religious movements. Pietistic Protestants being the sticks in the mud that they are want to ban the consumption of alcohol for various reasons. They felt that alcohol was harmful to society and had no benefits. To them, alcohol caused domestic abuse, disorderly conduct, and many more reprehensible behaviors. I will say that they weren't coming from nowhere with this rhetoric. Alcoholism was highly prevalent in the 19th century America, and for a surprising reason. Alcohol was often the safest drink available to people sometimes. Due to this being pre- to mid-industrial America, water sanitation was often not up to health standards. Water in many towns was unsafe to drink. Since making an alcoholic drink killed any bacteria in the water, alcohol was often the safest option for many. Naturally, the rates of alcoholism would skyrocket with these conditions. Of course, there is a factor that drinking was a pastime for many, but still. This is one of the more hidden reasons for spurring the Prohibition Movement. The first organized movement for United States Prohibition was the American Temperance Society, formed in 1826 it rapidly grew in size. However, other more pressing social issues would take the stage, such as the issue of slavery. After the American Civil War, the focus returned back to temperance. During this go-around, the Prohibition Party and Women's Christians Temperance Union spearheaded the movement. These movements were much more fervent than the previous ones. Supporters of these movements want to create an entire generation of Prohibition supporters. They felt that by educating children, they could teach them about dangers of alcohol. In 1917, however, that landslide change would occur in the federal government. By this time, Prohibition supporters outnumbered their opponents in both political parties. This allowed for supporters to introduce a constitutional amendment to achieve their goals. It took two years for the amendment to get ratified, but it finally would on this day. Something to note, though, is that this amendment took time to go into effect. In fact, it was on January 17, 1920, that the enforcement of this act officially started. The enforcement of the 18th Amendment was done via the Volstead Act. Supporters were extremely arrogant that the 18th Amendment will remain. Senator Morris Shepard said, There is as much chance of repealing the 18th Amendment as there is for a hummingbird to fly to Mars with a Washington Monument tied to its tail. I know hindsight is 2020, but boy, Shepard was off by a lot. Of course, a lot of changes happened. Interestingly, doctors want prohibition repealed. During this time, doctors would prescribe medicinal liquors. This meant that doctors lost out on a huge source of revenue. Apparently, from 1921 to 1930, doctors made around 40 million from medicinal liquors. Conversely, vineyards were affected just like doctors, but they found a way around it. Instead of making their grapes into wine, they sold grapes for home use. Section 29 of the Volstead Act allowed for individual homes to make wine and cider. Some vineyards even sold compressed grape blocks with specific instructions to not add water. And the final major group affected by prohibition was foreign breweries and distilleries. Since alcohol was legal there, Americans flocked to consume it. And of course, these breweries promoted something synonymous with prohibition, and also something I'm sure most people listening want to hear about. Bootlegging and crime. Bootlegging exploded during the period of prohibition. I mean, after all, there was a demand for alcohol. 
and many criminal enterprises were willing to supply this demand. Just simple economics would dash a crime. Bootlegging was so prolific that in 1921 alone, 7,291 Volstead Act violations occurred. In a typical bureaucratic fashion, the federal government chose the dumbest option to curve these violations. The government made manufacturers make industrial alcohol poisonous. This, in theory, would prevent bootleggers from using alcohol. Instead, this government-sanctioned poisoning of the people reportedly killed as many as 10,000 people. This would go on for the rest of the 1920s, with the government trying and failing to stop bootleggers. By 1930, the public sentiment for prohibition was seriously non-favor. Democrats in the North who supported repealing the 18th Amendment made progress in the 1932 election. They argued that prohibition had not only failed in its mission, but also increased crime through the establishment of crime syndicates. Finally, using the gains they made in the 1932 election, the 72nd Congress proposed the 21st Amendment, which would overturn the 18th Amendment and end prohibition. It was presented on February 20, 1933, and was finally ratified on December 5, 1933. With that, prohibition finally ended. And, from my overview, it is evident that prohibition was a political failure. While it is true that the rates of infant mortality, liver cirrhosis, and alcohol psychosis went down, crime exploded. Not to mention that the federal government's tax revenues also went down. With that, it's fascinating to analyze one of the most significant failures of constitutional amendment and its effects on this nation. Well, that wraps up for today, Royals. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I know I did. This week has some good events, so stay tuned for that. Either way, thank you for listening, Royals, and happy Monday.